Good morning, Pastor Simmons coming to you this morning. We want to uh, talk to you this morning. It's been a while, but we want to talk about time and its fullness. The fullness of time. The Bible in Ecclesiastes 3rd chapter said there's a time for everything. It goes on to tell us in everything there's a season and a time. Time and a purpose. talks about time to be born and time to die. You know, time to plant and time to pluck up, time to kill, time to heal. And it goes on down to 7th or 8th verse, uh, 9th, and talking about love and hate. And, and everything, there's a, 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 a time. Uh, God's predetermined time. God has put it in in order. Uh, He has predetermined uh, the conditions of our life. And so there is a set time for everything. When Christ appeared, for instance, in Matthew's the third chapter, you know, John was baptizing in the Jordan, and he said that, Behold, the Lamb of God come to take away the sins of the world. It was the fullness of time. Christ had become 30 years old in his life, and it was time now uh, for him to come on the scene, if you will, the beginning of his ministry. It had been said and it had been prophesied, um, certainly uh, by Isaiah, that he would come. So he came. And it happened. It happened. Why? Um, <clears throat> why did it happen? Because it was time. He, it was his purpose. And time, a long time, coming. Uh, and then, as in Galatians 4 and 4, it said, it had been said about Christ, the coming of the Lord, after a long time. You know, you hear it now. The Lord is coming. The Lord will return. You know, one day it's going to happen because, you know, God wants us to know uh, what he said is true and that in the fullness of time, it surely will happen. Jesus, when he was born, it happened. It had been prophesied. Matthew, uh, uh, as you know, Isaiah 53rd chapter talked about it. Then Matthew came to, first, came to, came to fruition. Uh, it happened that he was born in Matthew's first chapter. So Bible talks a lot about uh, the fullness of life, the fullness of time. Uh, um, Jesus, when he came, he said, why did I come? I come that you might have life. John 10, 10. I'm come, why? That you might have life. Life in its fullness. The Lord wants us to have life in its fullness. Abundant life. Amen. He uh, wants us to have joy, experience joy of the Lord. Uh, wants to have strength, be strong. And and uh, he wants to it to uh, his coming to affect both our spirit and soul, and our body. He wants to live here uh, a godly life, uh, to enjoy uh, 
God's goodness. Uh, so the Lord come that our lives may be fulfilled. Not only that, but that we would become conscious that we might know him, the God who is able to do anything. And, and, and Christ came, uh, and, you know, he taught disciples, uh, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God is he's a restorer. He is going to, he's working on restoring our lives, but uh, we have to play a part in that too, you know, through our obedience. You know, you learn through obedience. And when someone tells you something, you, you, you take it in and you learn from it. So uh, uh, Christ, here, uh, he fulfilled the fullness of time by his coming. And we find that the next thing that happened after he came, he entered in when God brought him on the scene. There in the third chapter of, of Matthew, and uh, after he was baptized and the Lord spoke from heaven, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit, beginning in chapter 4, into the wilderness. What does wilderness symbolize? It symbolizes an intense experience, uh, uh, isolation, uh, like a food, you know, uh, the wilderness. Hallelujah. It's a divine encounter. But also in the wilderness, we'll find that God's provision is in there that you might make it, that you'll survive. We learned that from the story of Elijah in, 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 in uh, 1 Kings 18 chapter, I believe. We learned it from Hagar. You remember Hagar, Sarah's maid? She ran away from Sarah because of, of, of Sarah's harshness uh, after her, she had a child by Abraham, uh, which Sarah gave her to her husband but then things got harsh and Sarah got jealous or what have you and she began to be harsh on Hagar Hagar ran out into the wilderness wilderness and but God chased after her found her and asked her what you doing here Hagar so wilderness experience uh, is something that we get into uh, that uh, teaches us uh uh, brings us closer to God, you might say. Moses led the children of Israel into the wilderness. Uh, and so, there are many wildernesses. What's your wilderness? Where have you been in the wilderness at? What, what do you recognize in the wilderness in your life? It's, with, it's a place without help, human help, where God can deal with us. Hallelujah. Yes, the Lord had been using the wilderness experience for thousands of years. Uh, have you had one yet? If not, then it's coming. It's just a matter of time. But you have to recognize that it's a place of accelerated growth. Oh, yes, it is. And training. It's a place for potential leaders where God draws and equips and transitions his leaders uh, from where they're at 
to where uh, God is calling them to. So, here this morning, fullness of time. Have you made good of your time uh, while you're here on earth? Um, What is said about you? Is there any change in your life? Uh, What's going on in your physical life? What's going on in your spiritual life? Is, is, is you see that you, you have experiences that 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 sort of teaches you and, and groom you for each day of your life, for each time, as Ecclesiastes said, in everything there's a season and a time. That's it, my friends. Uh, talking a little bit about the fullness of time here, uh, Pastor Simmons, SBC Kingdom Ministries. Um, uh, refreshing uh, my storytelling uh, biblical things uh, in the Bible. Thank you for tuning in and we hope that you have a blessed day. Happy Monday by the way. Happy Valentine's Day uh, to all of you. Enjoy and may God bless you. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Good morning, uh, everyone. Uh, Pastor Simmons here this morning saying good morning. To God be the glory. We honor the Lord on this Tuesday. Uh, what a blessed day and, and early. Uh, able to rise up and give God thanks. I just want to come to you this morning. First of all, uh, the music we play, I don't own the rights to the music that is played, but I'm thankful that it is a uh, tool that has been provided, uh, and I thank God for it. Uh, so this morning, um, we want to come to you with an encouraging thought from First Kings uh, 19th chapter. And the uh, uh, main character here is Elijah and Elisha. And it's talking about the point of plowing. Um you know, it's hard to face a hard situation alone. We find in chapter 19, uh, uh, actually 17, where Elijah was sent on a mission. And he, Elijah was a, was a person that uh, uh, was a loner. But he was one of the most powerful prophets uh, that I've read about. I, I just admire Elijah greatly. I, I can't get enough of reading about him, but God sent him on a mission here in chapter 19. Uh, Elijah had gotten weary as sometimes we often do, and God uh, gave him a mission, I find here, uh, after he had gotten a uh, little in the distress. So, you know, Galatians 6 and 9 said, don't be weary in well-doing, that if you faint not, you receive a harvest. Elijah did a great job. He he really really was a vessel for God. But here this morning, I want to talk about uh, the mantle showing up. Elijah uh, carried a mantle with him, and, and we will talk about it on this mission here this morning. So uh, my thought, first of all, is what what are you doing when the mantle shows up? Have you had the mantle to show up in your life? And uh, when it shows up, God will ask the, 
sometimes the hard questions uh, uh, he'll ask. What are you doing here? Uh, well, first of all, um, um, we're busy a lot of times in life, and a lot of times we don't re- realize what we're busy about. And sometimes our response to God when he asks us, what are we doing here, be a foolish one like, I'm the only one, Lord, you know, uh, uh, doing my best or something. God always have some other choices if we don't realize it. When he sends the mantle for you and he asks you, will you follow me? Will you do this, 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 and so for me? Will you join my team? And, um, and so uh, he will send the mantle. Uh, he will put you to the test. Uh, you'll find yourself being on the edge uh, of a of, of situation if you don't answer correctly. So, so there's a time when we can be alone, and it's okay. Like Elijah was always praying, spending time with God. That's what he did alone in his, in his alone time. While if you are running away from fearful attacks and not standing according to the word of God, then that's another story. That's not a smart idea. Amen. So when Elijah flee here, the next major thing that happened after Jezebel told him she was going to kill him, over in uh, uh, the 19th chapter here, um, uh, God, uh, God saw Elijah flee, you know, and he, he, he looked out for him, he covered him. But here, after he went through that wilderness of running and, and I guess trying to decide what he wanted to do, verse 15 here, God called him and said, and, and and it says, and the Lord said unto him, 15 verse 19, chapter 1 Kings, the Lord said unto him, go and return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you come, cometh anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. Jehu, in 16th verse, the son of Nimshi, shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shephat, of Abel, behold it, shall thou anoint to be prophet in thy stead or in thy room. So he had gotten weary, and God didn't take the mantle from him, from him but in his having the mantle and carrying it, God sent him to anoint these people who lives were at an end, their, their mission were at an end, whether it was good or bad and how they handled it, uh, such as Ahab, his life was coming to an end. These kings, God was getting ready to send the mantle, uh, a change of command, if you will. And so Elijah went on his way for he was, he had this commission and this mission, uh, he was to carry it out of passing the mantle by anointing these subjects. Some of us have probably experienced this in our lives, in our lifetime. And we can remember it. Looking back, we may not have realized it when it happened. 
it's a powerful moment when that happens to you and God said, it's your time now. I'm, I'm passing mountain to you. So think about it. When God called on you to take that position, whatever it was, where were you at? What were you doing? Were you plowing like a Elisha who had 12 yokes of oxen? Elijah found him very busy. Were you busy? Are you busy now? What, what, what are you doing now? Are you plowing? Where are you plowing at now? Uh, as we read this story, you find it really points to business, uh, working, whatever your profession is. God will find you, and he will ask you to join the team. And will your response, what will it be? Yes or no? We normally reason with ourselves and 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 what's important in our lives, whether we're going to say yes to God or no. So for often, so often, you will make out out a, a real good saying yes. <laughs> say yes to God. Hallelujah. Yes is so often not easy either. But to say no to God now you must realize that there will often be consequences. And so I leave it there. First Kings nineteen nineteen, as the story of the prophet went on, Jezebel told Elijah he was she was gonna kill him. But even though it caused him some wilderness response because he ran after all that powerful Facing Ahab on Mount Carmel, he ran after she said, "I'm gonna kill you, Jezebel. I'm gonna kill you, uh, uh, Elijah." Elijah ran, as we know, into the wilderness. God had the ravens to feed him. He didn't die there. Instead, God sent uh, the ravens. He sent the uh, uh, the ravens to feed him and what have you. And, and he went through a wilderness, but he came out. And uh, he went and found uh, on his mission uh, these men. So uh, he found Elisha, and he, as we know, uh, threw the cloak on him, which was the call of God, the mantle of God. And Elisha readily said, yes. Uh, he was busy. He was a farmer. The 12 yoke of oxen that he was using shows that he was well off. He was doing a great work at the time. His family was well blessed. 12 yokes of oxen, oxen typified that they were, that he was of a well-to-do family. So even though when the mantle, an opportunity is to serve God is what the mantle is. And uh, it came out of fullness of time in Elisha's life. And he was so eager to receive it. And uh, he realized the anointing had fallen on him here in this story in First Kings. So the mantle found him busy. Just so I ask you this morning as I close uh, for the thought for the day, uh, what are you doing uh, when the mantle shows up in your life? And what will your response be? It's something to think about. And something to pray about. For God, eyes, eyes are on you. He's watching. He, he may have a, church, uh, uh, a calling on your life. 
But what do you do when he sends someone uh, and he shows up or she shows up with the mantle? Will you say yes or will you say no? That's it today, my friends. Uh, uh, the mantle. Uh, take note as you go through your life. Uh, God has a purpose. Uh, that's it, my friends. Pastor Simmons again, Shallow Ministry here in Windsor, Virginia. Be blessed and have a wonderful day. God bless now.